friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. Each week, we will bring you new episodes sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics in hopes that we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. I'm your host, Brandy, and today we are on our 10th freaking episode. I can't believe I'm saying that right now. I'm beyond excited of where this is gone, where it's going, and all the exciting things we have to talk about. And today's episode, we're going to do our guest show on birth control. And our very first guest is a very dear gal to me. She's one of my best friends here in the Okanagan. I love her to pieces, and this is her first show. So I want to introduce to you my girlfriend, Brittany. Hey, Britt, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. Thanks for having me. I love that... Um, one of the very first things that we started talking about was actually a lot of our health conditions together and birth control being one of the very first topics we talked about. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on um, and being super advocate of sharing your story um, because it's very similar. Well, not very similar, but we're going through shit at the same time. And it's just really awesome to have you with me um, going through this at the same time. I hope you feel the same way um, to have me to rely on for this wild ride of birth control. Yeah, for sure. You're definitely a big part in my birth control journey. Your discoveries of the wild world of what it is. (laughs) So before we jump into the questions today, love, is there a way you can give us a little bit of an idea of who who you are before we jump into the questions that is birth control? Yeah, for sure. So I was born and raised in Barrie, Ontario. I moved out to the Okanagan with my parents about almost five years ago now. Um, I've kind of lived all around the Okanagan, um, went from laboratory jobs to the cannabis industry, where I met you. Um, I'm cat mom of two. Yes. And yeah. Plant mom. Plant mom mom to way too many. Yeah, <laughs> added like there, seven yesterday, I think. I feel like with cats and plants, we can all agree if we're really in love with them, like what is really too many? Exactly. Like, there, there might be ideas out there, but we really have no limit on how many cats <laughs> and plants we want to bring into the house, which for me sucks because I can't bring plants outside of like ones that are intense because my cats destroy all of them. So I really admire that your babies are good enough to respect your plant babies because mine don't. Yeah, they literally <laughs> don't even care about my plants, which is good. Oh, they're, they're so amazing. Benji does not give us a chance. And Sophie eats the pot plants all the time. Oh, no. ridiculous. Yeah, we have to keep all that on lockdown. But uh, yeah, it's so wonderful to have met you in that industry too, because like we immediately became besties talking about uh, cats and (laughs) then diving, like literally immediately talking about everything that was what we were going through. And I think that connected us so quickly and um, has grown our relationship so deep until then. So thank you for always being so open to talk about this because it helped me reassure me on my journey. Thank you. 
with being birth control. So to get started then, my love, when did you start taking birth control and what were the reasons, if you don't mind sharing? Um, so it was pretty much right away. I think I had maybe two natural cycles and they were just super painful. So that's just what you do. You go to the doctor and they put you on birth control right away without even like going through your options or like talking about side effects or anything. So I think at first they put me on the patch because I wasn't so good with pills and all that. So I rocked the patch for three or four years, I think. Nice. Um, and then over time, um, I tried different pills. And then I would th- like, one of my biggest things was the cramps and then the acne. So I would think that maybe the pills stopped working because I started getting more cramping and acne. So I switched to a different one for a couple of years. So I've been on probably six or seven different forms of hormonal birth control just at like the patch and the pill. Um, did you have, did you have, sorry to add that the patch, did you have any issues with that or you just felt like it wasn't working in the end and that's why you switched? Yeah. I think it's just like the dose isn't as high as the pill and it's like kind of gross stuck on your body. So it's like everyone can see it. So I just kind of like grew out of that. I'm like, okay, I can deal with the pill now. Yeah, for sure. Because especially when you're younger, it's hard to remember. Mm-hmm. That. It's even harder as an adult. So as a teen, oh, so yeah. that, that's what my thought. How convenient. Just put a patch on. But unfortunately for me, a couple months into it, I got a blood clot. Oh, so no. I was, yeah, I was like, no, we're good. And then I had, I don't know if you ever did, sorry, I'll let you keep going on what kind, but I, the depot shot just really made me nervous of having something. I was like irrationally acting uh, out about every other birth control. It's like having something in me for like a year just doesn't seem like a smart thing for mm-hmm. me at the moment. So I kind of steered clear of that, but yeah, it was same way as birth control pills and the patch were my two go-tos at first. I think maybe the more easiest to stop and reverse if you try. Yeah, exactly. Like the pill or the, sorry, the shot and the implant kind of are appealing because you don't have to remember to take it every day. So it's like good for lazy people like me, but no, I never. (laughs) That's like, like, (laughs) you know, that is nice. But uh, the the way my body reacts to everything, anything that's in for any sort of permanent or longer time makes me nervous just because of my adverse reactions to literally everything. Yeah, exactly. And so what other births, so you've tried the patch and then you've tried um, birth control pills. Is there any other form that you've been on or any type of birth control, like the names? Do you remember any of the birth control? Oh, I, um, like the one I was on for the longest was probably Yaz, which is the one that like had a bunch of side effects. People had blood clots from it, but I didn't seem to have any issues. Um, I was on tricycline, um, like a bunch of non-branded ones, um, yeah, those are like the two main ones probably, but there is many others. Totally. And it, I felt like um, tricycline, all, all four of us that have talked about this so far have all said that we've been on that. I think that was like our age and our like mm-hmm. go-to at first. It's like, it was just funny. As soon as I heard it, I was like, that's the yeah. one. Kind of forget. But um, so uh, are you currently on birth control? And if you are, what kind of form do you use? I am not. So um I guess just over a year ago, last December or December, 2019, after we talked and um, you kind of opened my (laughs) eyes to like what it could have been doing to my body and like how you were, you were just saying you were taking a break from it at the time. So maybe you had planned to go back, but then I don't think either of us plan to go back now. Um, So I went off (laughs) of it and then, yes, it's been over a year. Um, 
definitely feel a lot different off of it. Um, I feel like, like my emotions are more in check, but then like I do get more of the like emotional roller coaster during my cycle that you would naturally get. Um, and yeah, you're just like more in tune with your body if it's like ovulating. Um, like obviously the acne hasn't really cleared up yet. I don't know if it ever will, but I do have like more hormonal issues that would be contributing to that. So hopefully someday I can get that in check. Feel you there. Yeah. So I've just um, been using as birth control, like the flow app is pretty easy to kind of work with to um, track your period and your like fertile days and condoms as a backup. Yeah. And that's, and this is why I wanted you on here too, because I know you're in the exact same area and space that I am. And I just want us to inspire people to know that like, that is a really, um, you know, it takes time and you got to be extra careful and, and it's an open dialogue with whoever you're sexually active with. But once you do that, sometimes I don't know about you, but I think for both of us, we were able with this app to then identify where we were in our cycles. And then some of those emotions were, you didn't dwell on them. Like, why am I feeling this way? It's like, oh yeah, I'm two days, like the other day I was like, really so upset and I was like why am I so upset I have so many things to be happy about I'm not really and I looked and it was like two days before ovulation I was like oh okay and then I didn't like focus on it all day it was just kind of like oh well yeah I'm gonna be off for the next little bit and I could just like let it go yeah exactly and actually that's something I've learned in the last couple months even um kind of like doing some research is that you're really not as it's really not as easy to get pregnant if you're trying to avoid it as you think like sperm only lives for five days and your egg only lives for 48 hours. So there's really only a small window that is like super risky. But like, I still use condoms as backup oh. anyway, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's not as easy as you'd think. <laughs> it's not as daunting yeah. as I made it seem when we were teenagers. And I'm not saying at teenagers, we shouldn't have been on birth control pills, but I think what we can all agree on is even just from understanding your fucking body is just knowing about reproductive health. I think that's just something that needs to be taught. And instead, I don't know for you, but for me, it was just like, oh, you're on the pill. That's it. None of the rest matters. But there was no discussion about the mental health aspect and what that could do. There was no, it's just that it was safe. And I'm not saying it's not for everyone, but you know, at least even now we're no women that do hormonal birth control. It's still important to track and know where you are in your cycle because it's so telling to your body's response, your mind's response and everything. And I think you can attest to that too. Like, and then we all kind of make a joke of it now because we're so aware of where we are and it's a lot easier than just being like, oh, I'm crazy. It's like, that's where you are in your cycle. And then just being aware of it makes it so much easier to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, so. And I love that. Sorry. So, um, also, um, another side effect I didn't mention is the cramps. Like I'd say it's about 75% of my cycles off of the pill have been painless. So I think just over time, it's going to like, you know, your hormones are going to even out and it's going to get all, um, more natural. Cause I've been on birth control for like 14 years. Right. So it's a lot to recover for your body. I think. Yeah. And to find that balance. And I think that was one of the things that you were worried about the most coming off is you're like, well, I was just worried like when I, before 
that's why you went on them because of your cramps. And then after a while, you're like, well, fuck, I'm getting cramps anyway. So why not give this a shot? And it was so not exciting, but it was so nice to hear you every single time. Just that validation, like, oh, my God, I got my period and I'm not dying. And then you did have your couple, but it was like, yeah, but three out of five have been great or four out of five have been great. And it was just it was so nice for you to see that, like, positive reinforcement that, you know, yeah, of course, it's going to be there sometimes, but it wasn't necessarily helping you either being on it anymore. Um, I was able to lower my thyroid medication quite a bit by coming off the birth control um, within even like Mm -hmm. six months. So that just shows you like, I definitely think putting hormones into your body is messing with our um, like endocrine systems and our hormones that are naturally produced. Yep. And, And I think too, that was like one of your biggest clicks. You're like, oh my God, is this birth control fucking with my thyroid that I've been dealing with this up and down for so long? Is this playing a factor? And it was almost like this lit this fire inside of you. You're like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to jump in and try a different way of, of, you know, birth control, because this is messing up what I'm already trying to fix. Like this is, you're already trying to get to the root cause of that. And now this synthetic hormone is just shoved in making another factor harder for you to get to that root cause and bring your thyroid to a better Yeah, I don't think there's a coincidence that like one in like three women suffer with thyroid problems and that probably the same around the same statistics have been on birth control for like over 10 years, right? Yes. Yeah, there there has to be a link to that. Like there just has to be. There's no way that Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I hope that there's more into it, or at least having the discussions for all women. Like we said earlier, you know, birth control is important, but it's also important to understand the interactions it does with other other medications or other things that you're suffering from. And it could highlight or dim that. And it's just to be super aware of that. So you know that you're not crazy or broken and that there could be answers. You just have to keep fighting for them. And I know out of anybody in the world, you are one person that fights to get answers for why your body is the way it is. So I'm really glad that this was like kind of like an unlocking of one, like um, what would you say? Like throw in your bump in your road to kind of help clear, to help you get closer to finding the root cause of what's going on with your, all your signals in your body. This is like a removal. Yeah, for sure. I think it was a good step for sure. And also just like so many women I know are on birth control, like either IUD or the pill or anything. And like, they definitely have symptoms that, you know, they're either their mood or um, like it can make you severely depressed or give you gut issues you don't attribute that to birth control but like there's definitely side effects that you don't you know would never associate with it totally or you yeah control, exactly totally. and then you put it all together and then you know so that's I think that's why we just want to open up the conversation and see how many times it's happened where they're like we're all all four of us were like oh wow we didn't realize and then once we realized at least if you're going to be on any form at least knowing what you're into right so Kayla's been really successful so far with her hormonal IUD where we have another girl that wasn't and she's on one that's not where it's like for us none of that's working for us so we're just able to stay clear where one woman can be great on it and it's like but I think for us we were just told that like you know oh it's not your birth control that's normal but no it could be it could be the problem right and that's 
that's worth a conversation with your doctor. So um, to look at both sides of using birth control, what are some ways we've heard some negative, but if you were to like put them on a list of positive and negatives, what would you say, how would birth control have positively affected your life? Um, or is there a like, obviously it helps with the acne and the cramping and like the, um, like not having to worry about getting knocked up and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. The confidence. Yeah. (laughs) So like it definitely, um, you know, positives, but do they outweigh the negative side effects? For me, I don't think so. Um, and I'm, yeah, like my libido was definitely very low on birth control and like, I didn't even attribute it to that. And we just, in our beginning episode, we just like, through me researching, that is a side effect right on the list is, and nobody, I just thought I was, I know we talked about this. Like I thought I was crazy for the longest time when I was on it and especially certain ones. And I was like, what the, but no, it's not, it's not, it's actually a side effect and you don't realize it and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what were some of the other ways it's uh, negatively affected you? Um, just like low mood and um, like weight gain and obviously affecting my thyroid is probably the biggest one. For sure. And then now, um, and I think I know the answer to this, but um, looking at hormonal birth control now and knowing how well you can track and use other options, would you ever, do you think, I mean, obviously time, things can happen but do you foresee as of right now going ever going back on hormonal birth control? no I don't see any reason to like if a guy really doesn't want to wear a condom then you shouldn't give him your energy <laughs> that's how I feel yes yeah we just talked about that and how like I, I don't know if it was like this for you um because you know there's sometimes that five you know four to five year gap can make a huge difference but for me, it was always kind of like the push was it was just always easy and no real side effects of a girl just taking a pill. And that's just kind of how society mm-hmm. always raised me. So it was just like insane to turn around and be like, what, there's other ways. And like I said, I had the open conversation with Grant and I was like, I can't put myself through this anymore. I just need a break. Can we just talk about this? So I'm safe to just get off this and figure it out. And I think that's, you know, you were in the same situation where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. And it's so wonderful to know that there's other people that are successful um, without having to mess with their hormones, that that's really causing you so much grief in your life. And it was for me and for you, I know too. Yeah, exactly. If he loves and supports you, he will understand. Yes. And like you said, it's not that like, okay, so this is a big thing. It's like when you were younger, I don't know about you, um, but it was made to believe. And maybe just because my mom was super fertile, like that, that's a very good possibility of why I feel this way. <laughs> She's like, got pregnant like that. Like she, the woman got her IUD out and I think she was pregnant the next month. Like, I'm not even joking. So maybe that's just how I was raised, but it was kind of like, even if you looked at another guy or looked at a boy, it, another guy, just any boy, you were going to get pregnant. If you like kiss them, you were going to get pregnant. And it was just like, yes, for some people, sure. But it's not like you said, once you get down to the nitty gritty of it and you look at it as a number wise, there is only certain windows. Like, you know, when it's before your period, which I know some people have had it in their period and they still got pregnant, you know, everybody's different, but like, it's not as easy if you, exactly. Yeah. They don't, they don't actually teach you like how that works. Right. Yeah. And how great would that not saying that we would have taken or listened to that. And I'm sure birth control is the right way 
for that age, for sure. But I think just having the tool of understanding your reproductive organs. Oh, exactly. Even as 20s, into your 20s and your 30s. So if you are feeling crazy, you don't have to feel like just taking that pill. And that, you know, like it makes sense that it decreases your libido. You know, it's it removes your ovulation. So that's when your body is ready to be like, hey, yeah, let's no, make your, a baby. your body literally then, thinks it's pregnant all the time. So it just does all this weird stuff. I know. I hate our bodies sometimes. I love and hate them at the same time. It's like, just stop. And then two weeks later, because you're not actually, it throws a hissy fit and Aunt Flo comes in and just ruins your life for the most part. I more just have distrust in doctors for not, for just like blindly putting children on hormones that they will be dependent on for a large portion of their adult lives if they don't educate themselves. Totally. And when we did the poll... Um, about when you started birth control and what form and did it affect your mental health? Not being shocked that it was, I think it was like 95% of people were started when they were in teenagers. 75% of those people um, had issues with their mental health or that it affected their mental health. And I think it was like 99% of people of those people started and change on birth control. Pills. Oh yeah. And those are like your so, young impressionable I mean, years. Like that's going to shape you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. And so those things that you had like anxiety and depression, now all of a sudden you're adding those synthetic hormones in and, and everybody's different. So to just blindly put everyone on tricycline low when we're all yeah, different. Do you actually have you depression know, anxiety or is it just I, the hormones messing with our systems? You really don't know. Exactly. And then, and then did we develop these terrible patterns out of that believing or having that hormone in that we were depressed, that we just put ourselves in this constant state. And then now we are depressed even without that or something, you know yeah. what I mean? And even just knowing, even just knowing that that would, would have been a part of a contributing factor. I don't know about you, but I just like, oh, I'm just fucking. Oh crazy. yeah. Like there's no rationalizations for your emotions. No, and they're all over the place. And then people are, and then you just feel all over the place and they don't feel in control. Yeah. And that's not a nice that's feeling. Sure. And you're like, oh, wow. Not saying that I wouldn't have, but maybe it would open the conversation to be like, oh, I need to be on a different. Yeah, that's probably pill. why I kept switching you know, them so much because I just never felt right, you know? Yeah, and rightfully so. Like, gee, especially if you were having issues or maybe that developed your thyroid issue or who fucking knows, but it would have been nice to know that that's part of the exactly. equation. Um, so Britt, I, I just, I already know a lot of this stuff and it was really great to go through it in real life time with you. And honestly, if I could be completely honest, I always like kind of held my breath for the first couple of months because I know I really was like not pushing you to do it, but just to really like look in and, and I'm, because I wanted you to be better, but I just also wanted to like know if this is like, am I making these right connections that this is disrupting this for her? And it was a sense of relief every time that you're like, oh my gosh, like I got it, but it wasn't as bad. And it was like, not only were you not hurting, but it was like, you're getting closer to finding the answers of what was going on with you. And I was always super nervous because <laughs> I was like, oh man, did I push her in the right direction? <laughs> I am. You're an independent woman. No, so I super appreciate the conversations you, but... we had and like, you're just like me, like you question everything. I think that's super important not to just like blindly take something because it's what everyone's doing, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. And and what and what's is safe for one person isn't always safe yeah, exactly. for the next. Right? And so that's and and I my favorite part about you as a human, not favorite, because I wish none of this was happening for you. But my favorite part about you is that you're very like aware and like, yeah, this is what's wrong. And I'm doing this, this and this to try and figure out how to make it better. And that makes me so much more accountable for listening to my body and listening to the responses it's having and looking into that. So thank you for always like um, allowing me to be questioning myself and like pushing me to question things that never felt right with me either. And being on this free birth control journey and tracking it and just being so honest so that we can both work through this together. And it's been awesome to watch. Is there anything else about your experience with birth control that maybe you want to share with people that are going through similar situations um, with the community to help them feel a little less alone or anything you wish you maybe would have told yourself when you were upset or like going through your worst part of thyroid and being like, (laughs) yeah, just like, um, I think this is just good advice for life, but just like, don't just don't be a sheep. Don't do something just because someone tells you to do it. Even if they're a doctor, I have little trust in doctors these days, but question everything, do your own research, um, talk to actual people. Cause I think it like not only research is important, but actual people's life experiences. Um, you may be feeling things that you may not even um, make the connection that it might be caused by something you're taking like a synthetic hormone or medication. Um, yeah, just keep on like being an advocate for you and your health and, um, it'll, it'll work out if you pursue it long enough. It will. And you're such a testament to that. And like, for those that don't know, like even when it comes down to dealing with your thyroid, you have eliminated stuff in your diet, you have, done stuff um physically and I know you're working on like you always do work on the mental aspect of it like you really understand that your health has multifaceted of things to it and you know like you eliminated completely like you love your beer (laughs) and you completely eliminated that to try and see what works for your health and you are such an advocate for being like hey there's some stuff in your lifestyle that you might be doing that's gonna affect your what's happening with your body and I just like, I commend you so much for always doing those things, even though it might sacrifice some things like, especially like, you know, how much I look up to you, even though I know I couldn't do like how you eat with veganism. Like I look up to you so much because that is such an amazing lifestyle change that you took, you know, for someone outside of you. And you've worked with that to be a successful human and still function and still be able to respect your morals and it's the same thing with your food like you love going out and going to the beers and the breweries but you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice that to look at your health and what's most important and well thank you yeah it's definitely like a long journey and I'm nowhere close to being like optimal with my health but um yeah I'm still trying to different things every day to see if I can figure out what's going on and yeah basically just like persevere and you'll figure it out. I think you do. And I think that helps your mental health too. I think you can attest that if you were to like ignore that and get more upset, you know, Oh, it's definitely trying. Yeah. But half the time. Yeah. And you've had your days where like, no, fuck that. I'm going to do this and I'm going to commit to it for the next three months. I'm going to go see this person. I'm going to talk to that person. Like you are a survivor and you keep pushing. And um, I'm excited to have you back on the show to talk about other 
things that um, you're super passionate about because you have such a great story and you're such a fighter. And I want a lot of people to know that, you know, you can keep fighting for you and what's best for your body. And you're a warrior for that. So thanks again, Mama, no, thank for you for having the show and for being here. Oh, I hope so you had fun. a good time talking about birth control. Yes. And thank you for being on this journey. And now we're going to jump to our second guest of the show and uh, stay tuned. We're going to jump right on. All right, guys, now we're going to jump on to our second guest. And this beauty of a gem is another returning guest. I'm so excited to introduce for the second time, Hillary. Hey, girl, how's it going? Good. How's it going with you? I'm so good. Thank you for coming back to our show. Um, Can you let us know how you feel after the first time you came to our show? I had so much fun talking to you guys. Um, And it just felt really good to be open about that journey that I was on. I shouted off from pretty much everyone except people who were really, really close to me uh, for a very long time. And I've had people reach out since that episode launched. And I feel like it's reached people and made them realize like, oh, I'm not crazy for feeling these things. And that makes me feel so great that I was able to help even just a handful of people just to share my story. Isn't it such an incredible feeling? You're like, wow, I didn't realize that me just like stepping into myself, who I am, owning my story and just talking about it, you know, and I love when people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. I'm like, everyone can do this. Yeah. Everyone has the opportunity to, to share their story and help someone, even though you think there's no way there's millions of people in the world. There's tons of people that are going to relate in some way, or maybe not now, maybe down the road they go to those moments and then they're pre-equipped with your story and it's like a ripple effect. And it's just so cool to watch it because this is exactly what we wanted it to do. Exactly. And to, and to hear back like you and uh, all the other girls be like, Oh, well now I've had people reach out to me and now that's going to start a dialogue with that person that maybe you never had or reconnect you with someone from your past. And now you have that other friend and then you share memes and, and you know, it's just, it's cool. It's such a cool way to connect such a disconnected world right now I think it is and it like people that I wouldn't even think would listen to this podcast reached out and a couple people reached out in regards to therapy so like people are actually taking steps to do better for themselves after listening and that was such a good feeling oh I'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) we're the same way because you know when we first started this um we actually started the Instagram and we're like okay I was gonna leave it private and we were just gonna launch with just like our friends. And that was it. We were going to keep it super private. And I don't know where my brain was at, but I forgot to put the Instagram on private. And all of a sudden there was like 30 followers and half of them I didn't know. And I was like, oh shit. Panic. Oh, shit. Panicking. Yeah. I, can't, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I can't come back now. And I was like, hey, I guess we're going public with it. Yeah. And um, I kind of had this like thing with numbers in a sense where it's just like, okay, if we hit a hundred people in a month, if a hundred, even if it's the same people, but if we had a hundred views, that would be insane. And now um, we're nearing 450. Yeah, And that's just on the podcast platforms. When we flip over to YouTube, we're going around two to 300 in that area too. So for over 600 times to have our stories and your guys' stories viewed is just shocking and incredible. And we wanted everyone to have those feel good feelings. And that's all we're hearing back. And that's absolutely incredible. So I'm really glad. And I hope this inspires other people to have any topic that they see to jump in. And I knew you would be good for this one because we talk about this one quite a bit. Yeah, we did. And you're very, you're very recent in your journey um, as well as I am. And so now it's like a couple years in for me and I'm really seeing the 
positive effects of being more natural. And so I'm really excited um, when we talked about this, we're like, you're like, we're going to talk about birth control, right? And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely thought this month we would call it women's health. But now that I broke it down, this is actually going to be more of like a women's reproductive health. We'll get into other health later, but this is like the beginning steps to, to us where we think for us personally, most things started happening with our lives because of the birth control started at certain times of our lives. Mm-hmm. So let's lead into that. Hillary, what, um, when and where, fuck, let's try that again. Why and when did you first start, start birth control? Honestly, I started birth control, um, very early. I think I was like 15 or 16. I remember being in high school and, um, the girls that I was hanging out with were also on birth control and I just felt left out. And that was literally my only reason for starting. And, that's it's such a stupid reason now that I look back and I just want to be like oh my god you stupid bitch don't fuck with your hormones just to fit in with your friends yes but you don't know at that time and you think and you think too you're like oh well I mean wouldn't it just make sense I mean it's safe so if I just go on it then when I have sex I'm already safe I don't have to worry about it and like for me my mom had kids again so did my dad when I was 12 so there's babies everywhere so I was like I really don't want to have a baby no so to me it was no fucking brainer and then there was no oh, hey, if you take this, just so you know, it's going to mess with your hormones. And I would have been like, what? It was like, no, it's safe. It's good. This is the right way to do things. You're like, okay, well, the doctor or the nurse at Planned Parenthood, whatever the fuck, the clinic, whatever it is, it says it's good. So everyone else is doing it. And like you said, you know, I started smoking cigarettes because everyone else was doing Me it. So don't worry. <laughs> we, I get you. We do, oh. we do that. And if it's safe, then why wouldn't you? Exactly. But uh, alas, is it completely safe? We don't know. We don't know. No, we really don't. We still don't, but <laughs> no, no. And I mean, and I guess it's uh, said for everybody that it's going to work different, right? Uh, again, just like with all of our episodes, we're never going to tell you what to do. If medication works for you, do it. But I think for us, it's more um, informed consent. Exactly. With anything. Yeah. You know, anything that you go to do, that's fine. I'm not going to, ju- I'm not going to judge, but as long as you know what the risks are, are the risk worth the reward as a teenager, not having a kid and being a little hormonal, probably worth it now in my adult life where it's like, I'm not a horny teenager. That's like trying to prove something all the time. So it's like, Oh, we're ovulating. Let's not have sex or whatever. Or yeah. Just back up for the next I knew nothing like, about cycle tracking when I was younger at all. No. <laughs> I thought I was like just dying halfway through the month and I was just being punished for being a woman. And now I'm like, Oh, you're ovulating. Perfect. Cool. That's why you're this way. Okay. Yeah. Let's definitely. Right. But then if you're 16, you're killing your ovulation. Right. So exactly. reading, reading, I don't know if you read this um, at all, or if you knew it, I didn't know until I started diving deeper into this, but it actually decreases your libido obviously like another form of birth controls, you don't ovulate. So therefore you're not as horny. So I know there's a lot of women that I know that have always questioned what's wrong with them and why they don't feel that way. Or, you know what I mean? Or they struggle that way. And it's like, well, you're literally taking something that's suppressing that. Yeah. That's actually my like number one symptom when I was on hormonal birth control is like, I didn't want to have sex. And I was like, is this how it's supposed to work? (laughs) Is this just how I don't get pregnant? I just don't want to have sex ever. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't. And it's just not okay. Well, uh, making me just add in that. And then that's the frustrating part, because then you think it's you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you. Yep. I definitely thought I was broken. I was like, something's just not right. Like, there's no way that every person around me is like crazy about having sex. And I'm like, meh. Yes, totally get that. And you're like, okay, cool. And then like, 
these are the things I wish they would have discussed, not saying that I wouldn't still take them or think that they're right, but at least you can understand that that's a side effect or a symptom of what you're taking and not you thinking, okay, I'm broken. And if that's not worth it to you and you rather do a natural route or, and be in tune with your body, Mm -hmm. that's nice to know that that would have been a fucking option. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky when I was younger, I wasn't on birth control for very long. Um, The symptoms like were kind of just really annoying. I spotted all the time and my boobs hurt so bad. So I just stopped. Fair. That's totally fair. That's smart. Um, do you know what, do you remember what kind you're on or what kind you've been on in the past? Um, hmm. I think the pills that I were taking was like, uh, tricycline low. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Cause I was thinking, man, I couldn't think it. And I started researching the names. I'm like, what? And then as soon as I read tricycline low, I'm like, that one fucking right there. Yep. Those that's one <laughs> just brought back memories saying that word. Yeah. It's <laughs> like feeling like 16 all over again, sitting in the clinic, going, What the hell's a pap test? What is this? Thing? Yeah. Oh my god. Right. I was kind of lucky in a sense that my mom worked for um I actually don't remember if it was like for a hospital or for a, like just a doctor's practice, but she brought me some samples. So I like it didn't have to go through that process, which I mean, I hope I don't get her in trouble by telling this, but, um, (laughs) yeah, that's how I got on it. I, I just talked to my mom. I was like, I think I want to go on birth control. I mean, I was with, um, my very first boyfriend, the love of my life at the time. And I was like, I didn't want to tell her, like, I want to have sex with this guy, but I was just like, I just think that I should just be on it because everyone else is on it. And she's like, oh my God, I think it was a thought to her, like "Mm, teen pregnancy. No. Yeah, well, and then too, again, they don't know any different. And that's just the new thing that, again, the doctor's not saying that it's wrong, are saying it's safe and da, da, da. And it is for some people, like Kayla's uh, mother in law, she has been on it for 50 years and no side effects, whereas some people, it just wreaks havoc on them. And depending on what right. kind. Like I tried the pill and the pill made me crazy. It made me, my cramps worse. None of it really worked. And then I went on the patch and then I got a blood clot from the Oh patch. my God. That's actually so, my biggest fear. Did we talk about this in the anxiety episode where I always think I have a blood clot and I'm dying? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a real allowed oh. fear. Uh, <laughs> I've been through it. Uh, yeah, I had to like go through all these samples and turns out it was like, cause I was trying to find alternatives and I wouldn't do the shot because the thought of having that in my body for six months to a year made me sick to my stomach. So I was like, what if it doesn't like everything other birth control I've had has been bad mm-hmm. for me. I'm not going to inject myself with something that's going to could be potentially a year. in my Yeah. Body the thought of not having control test. over the intake that no, not an option. Yeah. No. So I was like, Oh, the patch. And then I ended up getting a blood clot and being super sick. So then I just went off completely mm-hmm. for a bit. And then yeah, I went back on birth control off a very low, low, low hormone yeah. dose. I think it was called Yaz. It was like a, uh, off of the Yasmin or whatever, which way it was, but it was like super light. It was supposed to be for acne, of course, right. too, um, which neither of it did, but it, it was fine in my 20s and that was fine. But natural tracking to me is like the way. I also out. tried Yaz when I was younger, but same thing, like the same symptoms, just constant spotting, constant mm-hmm. achy boobs. I'm just. I was not having it. I was like, okay, well, that's it. I'm done with that. Yeah. And you're just like, this is, this is not great. I don't love this. I'm getting the side effects aren't worth it. Like I said, if the risk isn't worth the reward, then like vice versa, if the reward isn't worth the risks, like, you know, then yeah, teen pregnancy probably wasn't great. It would have been nice to know. But now for me, it's like, I'm, I'm an adult. I can just communicate with Grant. I have an app that tells me the blue times mean 
sperm were going to get pregnant. So I'm like, hey, stay away from me. Yeah. I'm like, don't even look in my direction. Go sleep in the other room. Just kidding. (laughs) Just have pillow (laughs) barriers. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I feel so much more empowered too, because like you said, if I wish your cycle means so much, like this morning I woke up, I was like, same thing. My boobs are just killing me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. It's the first thing I thought. And I'm like five days from my period on my thing, on my tracking. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. perfect. This is normal. Perfect. This is normal. Instead of me all day being like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Like, you know, it's just so nice to be so much more in tune. And I feel, I don't know if other people feel this way, but I personally feel I'm more in tune with my body and can call my hormones out on where I am on my cycle or know if it's environmental or whatever. And that just helps me kind of like identify things and feel better. Yeah. Since I started tracking, I don't feel crazy. PMS makes me like my fuse goes to zero. Like I have no patience. Everything makes me want to freak out. I want to throw things. And then I like, I check my, I use the app flow and I check flow and it's like six days to period. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm not a psycho. Yeah. Or when you're like keeling over and you're like, oh, why am I getting my period? I just haven't had a look and it's like three days to ovulation. And you're like, oh, perfect. Things are just okay. doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. And that's just natural of my body. And it's not something that it's in my, I don't know. I just feel like once I can call that out, it's like easier just to like not let it go, but just kind of call it what it, it is. It doesn't like, just oh, sit in the back of your mind. And- like, oh God, this is pregnancy. Yeah. Or something's wrong with me or like what's pissing me off and I can't identify it. So then you're searching for a reason, but there's no reason. It's just where your body's at right now. And I wish that we would have had that knowledge earlier in twenties and teens. I mean, whatever, maybe it was out there, but we didn't absorb it, but I wish I would have. Cause I man- actually don't even <laughs> recall learning this stuff in any kind of sex ed class that we had. Now that I'm no, thinking it about it, we just learned about like the diseases, pregnancy, yeah. but nothing about cycles or hormones. No, not at all. And how it affects everything. And like, even to that, like eating, yeah, that affects that. Like none of that, none of that is ever talked about, which I think is super fucking wild. And it, I think it makes a world of a difference. So I'm glad we're all talking about it now because I don't know about you, but my life has changed so much when I've identified all these things that attribute to my hormones that, you know, besides emotions yeah. and feelings. Yeah. I actually right? never thought about that uh, until so that- right now, never learning about this. <laughs> right. And, and this is what I started to a couple years ago because um, I just couldn't go back on birth control after I had a miscarriage. It was like so much throws of emotions up and down and hormones. And I was like, I think my body just needs a reset. Like, and I just looked at Grant. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't put my body through this after like 20 something years anymore, just so that we can have, you know, we don't have to like be mindful of when we have sex or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, and he, and he was right on board with me. And I think that's so commendable. And I, I I inspire other men to have these conversations with their women because a lot of the time we're doing it to make you guys happy too. And I don't mean a rude way. Um, but it's just easier for a girl to take a pill, right? What's that meme? It's like, is your girl crazy or is she just taking a pill so you can get an extra couple pumps? exactly and I'm not saying like I get it I totally get it and I can understand because I was the same way especially it's easy when you're in a long-term relationship like we are to say things are easier when single for sure but that being said like especially if you're in a long-term relationship if that's affecting your woman and it's affecting your fucking life let's be honest here um have that conversation of finding alternative motives or other things so that she doesn't have to go psychotic on on pills for that right and she'll it was so pushed on us as children and I never realized that until I was older. Not children, but pretty much. Basically children, like um, mid-teens. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's the same thing to me. It wasn't even pushed that I was starting to have sex. It was like, Oh, your acne. Oh, your cramps for your period. Like it wasn't. And it was like, Oh, and then if you start having sex, well then it's just, yeah, you're on it. I was like, what, what, why don't we talk about what I'm eating? Maybe that's why I'm having bad acne. What about my cycle and where I am and what I'm eating? If I eat more dairy and hormonally packed food during my period, figure out what hormones are spiking and causing breakouts. Exactly. So like learning what you're eating in your body, in your environment, you know, all those things I have had the, like, I've had my breakout. It was a really bad year after, I don't know about you, but it was a really bad acne breakout the first year and a bit after coming off of birth control. And then the mask didn't help Mm -hmm. stress at work. Um, now though it's clearing up and it's because I'm thinking about what I'm eating and when I'm, you know, actually sticking to found a like kind of routine that works for me, sticking to it, hydrating, you know, doing the things from the inside too. And not just, yeah. I feel like I've been lucky in that regard. I haven't, you know, I never had the acne or had to worry about what I was ingesting that would cause like flare ups or anything, but, um, yeah. But it would be nice to have that yep. discussion, right? And I'm, but I'm sure, like for when we talked about with the anxiety, and I'm sure, um, had you done the depression, you'll probably attest to that. If you're eating like shit too, that doesn't make your mental. No, just throw gasoline on the fire. Yeah, and it's the same thing. I think when you've got the hormones and you've got them all over, diff- all coming, all radical ones coming from mm-hmm. all over the fucking place. No wonder why our bodies are like right, <laughs> just in a constant state of mayhem. <laughs> Yeah. So what'd you say right now? Um, obviously that you're just naturally tracking your cycle. That's the form of birth control you use the most. Um, I actually have a copper IUD right now. It was the only hormone free option. Um, I like, I knew that I needed birth control, uh, just with like the things that Matt and I have been through these last few years, there's just being, not being on birth control is not an option. So I was on the hormonal IUD for the last, oh, probably like three and a bit years. I got it taken out in the summer. Um, nice. So yeah, what I'm on right now, copper IUD, I did not want to go back on the synthetic hormones and I refused. And two doctors told me like, this one's not going to be good for you. The periods are worse. You know, gave me the list of reasons why I should not be on hormone free and why I should go back on the hormone IUD. And I was like, are you not hearing me? Like, I do not want these hormones in my body anymore. Like, right. I was off of the hormonal IUD for probably half a year. And I, I finally felt like I was coming back to myself and like thinking how I normally do. And like my sex drive was back and, and then for them to just be like, well, uh, no, I don't think it's from the birth control. I think you should go back on the hormonal one I was like am I like fucking going crazy is no one hearing me oh my gosh I find that so frustrating like at what end like why is it always such a push for this synthetic hormones like why can't we just let our bodies be natural for a while especially when your patient's sitting here telling you I'm feeling the best I ever exactly but I'm glad that I actually have the backbone now like at 30 years old I was like no this is what I'm getting and like if you're not going to give it to me I'll go somewhere else Exactly. Exactly. And you don't, that's the thing I think for the longest time, a lot of us get trapped thinking that we only have one doctor. No, if that doesn't work, go to another one, find someone just because like, think about all the people that you know, professionally or not, that have different opinions from you. There's going to be those people in the medical system and not to discredit their knowledge, but you know, there's, there's right now too, we talk about like, even if you're talking like on high end vaccines and masks and all that, you have 
people on both sides that are equally educated mm-hmm. and have different opinions. So when you break it down to stuff like birth control, everyone's going to have a different opinion on the bias of their experiences. So just because one doctor is saying, yeah, this is good for you doesn't necessarily mean that that's your truth. That's just exactly. And I was like, I listened to you like three and a half years ago. And that's why I'm here, like not wanting synthetic hormones. I, I, I did the hormone IUD and it was not for me. I gave it three years. That is more than enough time to know that I fucking hate it. Yes. And even if it was a a couple months, it's your body, it's your choice. Um, it's, I don't, it's not like it's going out of their way to do that. You, you know, you book a surgery, you you do it. That's your life, your job, even if you are not job, but like the job's going to get done. It's not like it's going to affect the doctor's life whatsoever. I just, I never understand. Exactly. As soon as I leave this office, like you have nothing to do with me. You don't, you know, know the side effects that I go through. And like, even if I was to share, it's like, oh no, I don't think it's from that. I think like, maybe it's just something else. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Sure. Okay. Sure. You are right. Um, so how would you say that, um, birth control has either positively or negative, like what are both positive and negatively affected you in your life? Um, so negative, I mean, I feel like that list is longer, so I'm just going to start there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) obviously we just talked about the side effects. They were shit for me. Like, you know, on the pill, just constant spotting, um, achy boobs, and then with the hormonal IUD, the side effects were so bad, dude. Like, I, it got worse over time. Like, the first year was kind of great. My hormones were kind of leveling off from an incident that we had. Um, so the first year, I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe it's not actually the birth control. Like, maybe I'm just kind of leveling out. And then two to three years, okay. side effects really started to set in. And I'm like, okay, this isn't normal. Like, my moods were so, you know, just leveled out. I, I, I never felt, you know, like super happy, like I used to, or like super excited, but I also didn't experience the super lows. Like if something sad would happen, I would be sad obviously, but it would just, it would be like, I'd have to force myself to cry almost. Cause I'm like, meh, it's like, okay. <laughs> um, you were just kind of disconnected almost like to very disconnected. Um, and then physical, like, I started to put weight on in my lower stomach and it wouldn't come off. Like no matter how hard I would diet or work out, it was just always there. Um, which I thought was on purpose because during that time I was trying to put weight on, you know, I was trying to put on muscle mass. I was like, Oh, maybe I just have to be a little fat to get some muscle. Um, and then other physical symptoms were like interfering with our sex life. Like I would have chronic yeast infections and I had never, ever, ever in my life had one until I had this IUD and I'm like, okay, come on. Right. That's why I'm like, there's no way that it's not mm. from this. And I would, you know, I would tell Matt, he's like, well, maybe it's like the diet. Cause like, you know, like I said, I was trying to put on weight. So we were eating a lot. I was like, he was like, maybe we're just not eating the best. And the doctor would say like, well, same thing. Maybe it's the diet. It's, you know, something you guys are using I'm like it's not though like you guys I swear it's from this fucking IUD like I knew and I it's not something unnaturally implanted in your body it's something that you've doing that you've been doing your whole life essentially yeah maybe eating more food okay kind of I get that but I'm sure at one point you're at life you ate a lot of food your competitor at some point you've eaten a lot of food too right I mean 
if we dialed that back and it didn't work after a month or two, like, I just love how everyone tries to put it. It's like, oh, it's your diet and your exercise. And it's like, oh, sure. It's not something that's unnaturally planted inside. Exactly. With hormones. So I started nope. doing a lot of Googling it's- and the idea I had had synthetic progesterone in it and just doing some Googling. And it was like, hi, progesterone can lead to like yeast infections, low libido, basically every symptom that I had. I'm like, gosh, how much more obvious can it be that this is what it is? Um, how, how did you get that? And, and people say, don't Google it, but it's like, okay, but my doctor can't even fucking do a Google. I know. That but wrong. I mean, I just Google everything and my doctor gives me shit for it anyways. Like I'll go in and be like, I think I have MS. <laughs> she was like, oh no, please stay off Google. I'm like, are you sure? Not this again. <laughs> like you didn't test me. You don't know. Um, yeah. So I just did a lot of Googling and, um, with high progesterone, I actually, and I'm just going to say like, I don't know if this is all factual. This is from the internet. Okay. Um, my progesterone means yeah, low estrogen, which would be why I had no sex drive. And like, I was like, okay, it's like time for this thing to come out. And it was time for it to come out anyways. So I got it taken out and I was like, I think I just need a break. Like, I don't want another one of these put in. And that's when the push was like, oh, it's fine. It'll be whatever. And I was like, no, like, I don't want anything like nothing. I just want to be completely natural. Um, and then fast forward six months, I'm like, Hey, it's like, it's probably time because things are getting a little dicey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you, you check the app and it's like, well, I mean, I'll be like one day, like, it'll be fine. Right. And then I'm like, Hey, idiots, like we need to stop doing that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're kind of at. Like if it, we're not trying, but at this point it's like, if it happens, it's what we know that that's the consequence. It's whatever we'll, we'll deal with it. But yeah, if you're not in the like, Oh, okay. If we do this, we know by having sex or consequences, having a baby, we're not there right now. Then yeah, for sure. It's very dicey. Right. So, you know, we talked, um, and we're like, you know, kids are just not in the cards for us right now. There's still so much that we want to do. Yeah. Um, so back to Google and I'm like, okay, what are some hormone free <laughs> birth control options? And literally the yeah. copper ID was like the only one. Um, and I put that yeah. off for a yeah. little longer. Cause I'm like, the periods are supposed to be bad and my periods are bad anyways. And I'm like, I just don't know if I want to yeah. bleed heavier and more painful. And then just like one day I like sacked up. I'm like, okay, I just like got to do this. Um, so I've, yeah, I've been on the, I've been with the copper IUD for about two months now and it's, it's great. You know, I don't have those hormone side effects that I've had. I, I literally just feel like me, but with the protection oh, so of an IUD, which is great. That helps oh yeah. So every time my period comes, I'm not like, Oh my God, please come, please come. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, that's so good. And I think that's super important too. And that's what it's like, if you have to be in that certain place of your life, but I think trying to, if you can avoid the hormonal, if it's affecting you, if it's not affecting you, then fucking right. And like doggy lucky, Um, but if it is, yeah, lucky, but if it is, or you're just not sure, ask the questions. There's other ways, even though we were all brought up to think the pill and hormones are the only way to prevent pregnancy uh, and yeah, it, it is really easy for some people, you guys, it is really easy. Some people, my mom, super, super fertile. She can get, maybe not now, I don't know, but then yes. Um, me, not so much. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people I know, not so much. Yeah. Some people, not at all. So, you know, it, it, I think the narrative that we grew up with, like, oh, just take a pill because anybody and a boy and girl look at each other, you know, like, why wasn't it talked about, like... <laughs> 
I hate just hate. I was just like, just take a pill and that's fine. Don't worry about the consequences. Like, why aren't we talking about more sex education, more cycle knowledge, more any of this? Like, why are we educating? You know, if you're going to fucking talk about sex at that age, then educate properly, please. And not just condoms. Exactly. And birth control. Exactly. Understand, like, teach them that ovulation is like, you know, this is high pregnancy time. So, you know, plan around that. Yeah, no, totally. Exactly. And I, I <clears throat> another unpopular opinion, people are probably going to hate me for this. I love sex. I don't want people to take this the wrong way. But when is it that you're going to die yeah. if you don't have it? Why can't you just plan around it and not have it during a little bit of times or try other things in the meantime? You know, like you're not no one's holding a gun to your head every time you're having sex and being like oh you have to have this and it's like yeah and you might get pregnant i mean like like what it's a three to five day window that you have to come up with a different plan like they have things for that yes like and there's other things you can do there's fucking like oral sex there's if you want you know i'm not gonna tell you what to do any of those things or just not for a couple build up some anticipation on those days make it fun (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or just like whatever I like am I the only one that gets tired after right. a 12 hour work day no like <laughs> sorry but like you know I and I and it's true like we should be able to do those things and for sure but I'm saying my point being is if it's wrecking havoc on your life and it's hurting your body and it's like you said like for me too same weight gain it was always in my hormonal area right under that like yes we have a uterus so it could be there I'm not saying that but you know the difference when you're carrying weight. Yes, it would not it. leave me alone. No matter what I did, I was like, hey, eating's the same. I'm doing more cardio. I'm eating better. I'm training harder. I'm resting more. Like, I'm doing all the things, but this bloat. And everyone's like, you look fine. And it was when I was on anxiety meds. And the combination of the two, I'm like, I'm not fine. Like, I'm telling you bloated. it's not normal. I feel Yes. And it's like, and people are like, you look great. And now when I put comparison, they're like, right. (laughs) I see what you're saying. And you're like, yeah, it's because these fucking medications were messing with my hormones for me, not everyone, but you know, so anyways, point being guys, if something's not right, like same with Hillary, she fights until she gets to the desired, like medical attention that she needs. Unfortunately, you have to do that. You can't be a yes man. If you don't feel that it's right, especially with your fucking hormones. And right. Fucking like I kind of knew with the hormonal IUD, I was like, I like, I don't want to do this, but it, it was kind of drilled into my brain. I was like my mid twenties, you know, still finding my voice. Um, but it was like drilled into me like, no, this is safe. This is the best option. This is, you know, this is right for you. And I'm like, I mean, you're the medical professional, I guess. But this time I was like, no, no fucking way. There's no way. And now you've been able to take something that you've had a negative past experience and find the positive by finding your voice and standing up. So now, you know, like if you guys are struggling and you're not kind of like where necessarily where I'm at, where I'm just really okay with tracking it and being, you know, I'm just, I like my body like used to reject even my earrings. So like, it really worries me putting something inside me there. That's my personal reason why I haven't done that or else that I would do the same thing. The copper IUD would be my next. And back in the day though, if I might, be wrong you were only able to get one I think if you had a miscarriage or abortion or a pregnancy it wasn't like just an option for birth control you had to have I think mm-hmm. kind of like before I would get them like a little bit before my time you had to have some sort of 
surgery down there, labor, birth, something to be able to get the IUD. And now it's great that they're giving that more as an option because it's obviously positively impacting a lot of women that, you know, need that option without. That's crazy that an option would be kept from people to just make that choice. You have to go through this trauma to get a birth control option. Yes. Yes. And it's insane. And like, for me, I don't know about you, but I didn't have to go to the doctor. There was like a youth clinic that we would go to. Um, and if you're 16, you didn't need a signature from your parents mm-hmm. to put you on what? birth control. And it's like, yeah, they were health nurses, so they could give you birth control. And we all went to the clinic and it was good. Like it was great in that sense. But then it was also like, I, again, I wish there would have been more discussion. Yeah. I mean, effects good for preventing teen pregnancy, but also like you're giving these kids hormones. Yes. Where's the like therapy with it or lessons or like information um, because there's going to be side effects. There's no follow-up no. in a couple months. Come back and let's see how you're feeling. Like, here, go have fun. Yeah. Go have sex. You're not going to have a baby now. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so now how would you say after going through all of your um, experiences with birth control, how do you feel about not non-hormonal, but like hormonal birth control? Is it firm? Like, Yeah, hard, hard pass no, forever. Never, I'm never, ever again. <laughs> totally I, I I'm pretty much I would I wouldn't see myself ever going back on it either I could see myself maybe one day getting a copper IUD if I was just like really done with any sort of of that experience possibly but yeah I'm I'm on the same boat with you and I'm I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of women feeling the same way yeah as yeah we talk about this more and more <laughs> is there anything else with your experience of birth control um that you'd want to share with us today that we haven't missed anything any other tidbits of information for girls going out there that might be in the same. Yeah. I mean, I just would really like to emphasize like use your voice. If you think the hormones are not good for you, say so. And don't let anyone push it on you. There are other options. Yeah. So explore them. Totally. Yeah. And don't be, and like you said, don't be afraid to use your voice and, and you just keep fighting until something works. And if, if birth control pills work for you and you find the right one, fucking right. It's like, all we want to do is people to find the best thing. We don't want people to suffer in silence thinking that they have to do a certain way because we were raised or society said, or some doctor said, because there's lots of really good health professionals out there. There's tons, but they don't always line up with the same views of what's good for you. Or like you wouldn't go to a dentist no. to talk about your birth control pills. There are doctors, but they're not, you know, so just because you go to a general doctor doesn't always mean that they have a lot of knowledge in that area. Go to an actual, you know, female doctor, go to someone that is for reproductive health or, you know, in the specialty area, if your general doctor doesn't have the full understanding, especially like no offense, like not saying males can't, but you know, sometimes female doctors just have that understanding. (laughs) They bleed more than guys do. So they Agreed. understand that. The doctor that sometimes. finally gave me my copper IUD, <laughs> you know, she was very understanding. I told her I was having side effects and she was like, okay, perfect. Like she obviously gave me the heads up. Like, just so you know, your periods will most likely be worse. Are you okay with that? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll take a week of hell to be myself yeah. for the other, you know, three quarters of the month. So just find someone who will yeah, actually listen. Both- and you, you can tell when someone's actually listening. Yes. Yes, because immediately if they're going to push you back on more medication, then they're not. My doctor in Grand Prairie, I will say she was amazing. She always gave me any prescription or supported me in any medication that I wanted, but she equally supported me not being on them. And after my miscarriage, she was like, do you want me to, 
you know, you're out almost out. Yeah. I just, I need a break. I don't want, I just need my body to reset. And once it resets, I'll mm-hmm. decide in that moment if I need to. And I yeah. just have never gone back now. And like you said, it's just so different without that mess of hormones messing with you. You can at least feel more connected to yourself. I always felt disconnected. I remember when I was a teenager, I was so mad. And I remember a lot of girls would be like, Oh, I'm so like angry. And like, I just want to push people into traffic or like, like, what is like, your what? deal? <laughs> like the fuck? Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, and there's always birth control. And like some of these girls were on the shot. And that's why I was like, I no way shot. That's how it's going to affect people. Like, and yeah, you're, you're fair to be worried about that with, and it says like, um, I know we didn't get a chance to send you guys our um, episode before we got to launch here, but there are side effects of the birth control pill that like that, that is a risk of it is blood clots and um, you know, breast tenderness, headache, migraine, decreased libido, missed periods, mood swings, spotting, like all those. Exactly. Things. Oh, when you can just be on it. figure something else out. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again so much girl for coming in and sharing. Um, second, not last, uh, episode. Um, and I'm really excited to see and catch back with you of how, you know, in a couple months time, even six months time, how had to see how this copper IUD goes, um, as well for other people that are looking into an alternative and maybe are a little bit unsure, we can reassure them how good you're doing. We'll keep up everyone updated on, <laughs> yeah. we'll keep everyone updated on the, the IUD. That sounds like no, well, really I'll keep you posted on how it pitch. goes. Um, yeah, but I think what what's exciting for us and what we mean by that is that if it's really successful, we really want to be able to push that out to show others, you know, if this is causing havoc, look, Hillary did it herself. She was on the pill. She was on the hormonal one. And now she's on the hormone free one and living her best life, which is helping her anxiety, which is all other things. So if it has been continually successful and you are loving it, we really want to hear back about that. So we can encourage others to use exactly, that as an yes. option if they need be. Perfect. Well, thanks again, my love. And we are going to jump right into our third guest of the show. I just love how many guests we have. We just love bringing every perspective. And again, Hillary, thanks. Sounds for good. In. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So we're going to jump into our third and final guest of our birth control episode. You guys will have recognized her for her amazing piece in the last episode on depression. If you haven't gone to it yet, make sure you go back and listen because especially if you are a mom-to-be, aspiring mom, or a new mor- the newborn mom, it's a really good episode on what to expect for postpartum. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you again, Holly. Hey, girl, how's it going? Hey, doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited that, uh, well, we actually, funny story, is that we actually had planned for you to be on this show first, and then we rerouted and jumped ahead and brought you onto the depression one <laughs> a couple days ago. Yeah. So that's fantastic. It was so great um, because like we were saying, it, it all kind of ties hand in hand at some point. Um, everything that has to kind of do with hormones here when it comes to our mental illnesses, then wrapping into like the woman repro- health women. Repro- sorry. This is like my third interview today. It's getting, it's words are hard today. Uh, the women reproductive health, like it all kind of ties in together with the hormones. So I'm sure you would attest to it in your last episode, you were talking about how a lot of this all happened and you got your pregnancies in there and that just kind of throws all these sidebars into your hormonal journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, um, 
how do you feel before we get jumped into the birth control? How did you feel after your very first episode with us? Let us know how you feel felt. So after I did the interview with you, I was, um, I was, I was shaky, but I was riding like that really cool adrenaline high, if that makes any sense. Yes. <laughs> um, and actually my mom listened to it today and she called me and I was in the grocery store and she's like, Hey, do you have a sack? And I was like, Oh God, who died? It was my immediate reaction. Okay. Everything. Okay. She's like, yeah, just uh, call me when you have a sack, when you're not busy. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I call her back and she's like, I heard you guest, uh, you guest speaking on Brandy's new podcast. And I just wanted to tell you how proud I am and how strong you were. And that I think it's really cool that you show, like you told your story and I'm hoping that it will help somebody else. And I was like, that is literally the whole reason I did it, mom. Thank you so much. And she's like, Brandy is such an awesome advocate for all the things and she needs to be on. I need to hear her voice more is what she said. <laughs> I wish you guys, this is why I can't have videos because everyone will see me cry more than you guys actually hear in my voice. But that's, and it just shows guys that it really, owning your story is something that's unique to each of us, but it's so empowering in the same sense. And to hear that validation from someone within, you know, days and someone who you care so much about that knows you to just validate that for you, you know, and that just pushes you harder, I feel, into you know, like Courtney said with her, she just pushes more and more and she just wants to learn more about herself and share more so that she can help other people because it is so empowering helping yourself and then having that ripple effect of other people. Yeah, it really, really is. It's starting to become addicting, I swear. It is. <laughs> Freaking self-growth is so great, you guys. I mean, there's a lot about waking up to your bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you kind of have to relive it, but it is really worth it. And I hope that on this journey um, through this podcast and this adventure that everyone starts, you know, every single person has said, we've sparked the conversation with someone else in their life. And that was the whole fucking idea. And um, it's terrifying sometimes, like I just we just finished doing our portion of birth control. And there's, you know, some hot topics for for me in there. And I was a little bit nervous about it. But then, you know, Kayla and Grant reminded me like, it's my story, and I'm allowed to feel that way. And um, even if it's scary, because some people might not like it, it's still my truth, right? So it, it is just really empowering to let it go sometimes. So I really commend you guys for jumping on with us and um, letting it all out there. And yeah, so, I'm excited. Me too. So we're going to start into birth control because to be honest, I know most things about you, but I don't really know. I don't think too, too much about your journey with birth control, not necessarily maybe in your early ages, maybe later. So I'm excited to find out a little bit more. So to get started, why and when did you start taking the beautiful birth control form of whatever kind you took? Um, so I was put on birth control on the pill. I was probably 15 or 16. I know I was the youngest one out of the group of friends. And I was the first one out of my group of friends. Um, I remember them being like, you know, you know, like you tell all your friends all the things back then, right? Oh, yeah. And I remember telling them and they were super, super annoyed with me that I was off having sex, but I was really, really put on it for my heavy period. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's, it's so crazy because that I think, not crazy, but a lot of us at that age, it wasn't like, I mean, for some, I'm not gonna speak for everyone, but for me, it wasn't necessarily like, because I was having sex, like I had it and it was just a couple times and then I wasn't doing it again, but it was like, it was for the same reason to help with the effects of just naturally having your period and 
that was just like, oh, and then if you have sex, then you're protected. Yeah, totally. And like for me too, it was um, it was like a combination of regulating my hormones. So I had a regular period because I had really terrible PMS. Um, And for acne, because I had the worst acne ever back then. So it was like a a double whammy um, to help, apparently, for that time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's just, oh, it's such a, I think that so many of us go through that. And like, we were, um, we've said several times in some of these interviews is like, we didn't know, you didn't try all the time. Like, yeah, there's some people that tried, but you didn't think like, oh, your acne, you're on birth control and it's supposed to help. Like, oh, it must just, I must just have really bad acne if it's not working then, you know, not realizing that, okay, well, maybe there's a different type of acne or different type of birth control that I can go on that's not going to affect my hormones as much to produce this or however it's affecting you, right? It was just kind of like, you want one pill and you just dealt with it. Yeah, 100%. I think I was on the same pill for 10 years. Yeah, and it was just, so do you remember what that pill was called? Do you remember what birth control pill you were on? I think originally it was like tricycline. Um, <laughs> Literally every and then, single person. Uh, and they actually don't exist anymore. They've actually turned it over um, to try Jordana or something recently. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a tricycline and it was like the 28 pack. So you get like the sugar pills when you're actually on your period. Yeah. Um, and then I was on a, a less for a yeah. bit. Yeah. And that was the same time frame that they were having issues with people getting pregnant on their pills. <laughs> and I, I actually did get pregnant on when I was on it, but that was my own stupid fault. Cause I, Oh, either I had a bladder infection and it counteracted, um, the antibiotics counteracted my birth control, which apparently is a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it depends on the, the, birth control but then I was also partying a lot back then and I puked up my birth control and got pregnant so right and that's what we're saying we're just like you know birth control is great um when you need at the time that's such a young thing but I don't think when I was younger I really understood like how important it was to take it every single day like they said that but you know and you didn't think like you said you're partying you threw up you didn't think about oh that's gonna affect my cycle or that's going to put me at jeopardy of getting pregnant, you know, because until we weren't really, I don't know about you because we grew up on different sides of the country, but on, on our side, for me, I didn't learn about reproductive health. It was just like, don't have sex. And if you do be on birth control and have condoms end of story. Yeah. I, we didn't have those conversations. Like my parents are super open and talk about everything and super accepting, but we never, it was kind of like left to the school district, I think, to talk about that stuff. And I think it was totally bypassed oh, because yeah. I mean, every time you get a form of birth control, they send you home with like, oh God, like if you open a pack of pills, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those TikToks, but they unfold it. And it's like the, the length of you on how many like um, side effects they have in them. Yep. The doctor doesn't talk to you about that stuff though. No. And if you don't what take my biggest the time. Thing was. And if you don't take the time to, and even if you do, sometimes it's hard to understand. So it's kind of like, that's for me when I was a teenager, it was like, well, yeah, it says all these side effects, but here's a doctor saying it's safe and it is safe for a lot of people, but there are those set people that it's not good for. And it's good to be aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing they asked me is if I was a smoker. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that was it. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. Are you sexually active? Oh yeah. Okay. Well make sure you're wearing condoms too, because they can't, there were STDs back then. Um, 
not STIs. I was that age. I'm going to age myself. It was babies <laughs> back then. Um, I still call it that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm at that age where it was like it was just changing to STIs in like my early 20s. Um, so that's just kind of a funny, funny fact of ages, ageism here. Um, but uh, is there any other form of birth control? Have you always just tried the birth control pills or any other form that you've ever been on? Um, I've just been on uh, different types of the actual pill. Like when I actually had my daughters, I was um, put on the one that has like less hormonal so I could still nurse yeah. and breastfeed. So, uh, but then I was like swapped back into the Trijorna actually um, after I had Raina, which is like the replacement of tricycline or whatever. But uh, yeah, I looked at IUDs, but for me, it was, my mom's also a nurse. Yeah. So she's like, the idea of an IUD, Holly, is probably not going to be best for you because it's a foreign object in your body that's not originally supposed to be there. Yeah. So she basically kind of steered me away from that for that reason. Yeah. And me, me and you are the same way. I think it's been really successful for some women and those that don't get affected heavily by foreign objects in your body, then for sure. But for myself, I like when I was a baby, my ears would reject my earrings and just things like that. And I've had hard times healing piercings. And um, for some reason, I take tattoos like a fucking champion. So that's a that's a win. But um, yeah, I just know for me, like, you know, I've always had the idea of like, not now, but used to always want to have uh, breast implants, especially not now, because just what I've learned, but before it, but I always kind of had that feeling like, no, I'm going to be that person that gets really sick from this. And that's kind of how I felt about IUDs too. Like, I'm just going to be that person that's not success- successful. And I just, I've been through enough uterus shit personally. That's totally fair. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing for myself. I love tattoos, Yeah, um, <laughs> but I've had a couple of rejections when it comes to piercings too. And like, man, I think I tried to pierce my nostril like 10 times and it, it was just never, ever stuck right yep. so I'm like oh the idea of putting anything up in there sounds like a bad idea for Holly yeah probably yeah. shouldn't and, do it yeah, yeah and it's just knowing that so are you on any uh current birth control right now or do you practice any form of tracking or anything like that um and also to add to that just as I have a mom here present with me just came to my mind I've heard that you are more susceptible um and more fertile right after having a baby is that true as well um I think that's true to be totally honest like when we were having Ray we talked about it and I went off birth control and I was pregnant within like less than a month so I totally believe that after you have one it makes you more fertile to have another for sure um I am currently not on any form no we are not trying I know I've had like (laughs) 10, 10 people are like oh are you guys trying and I'm like no, um, I'm actually tracking everything right now. I downloaded the app called Flow. Yep. Um, and it's amazing. I'm learning so much about my body. Um, and I'm actually like kind of sinking back into uh, a routine. So it kind of, you know, notifies me when I'm ovulating, stuff like that. So when it is time for us to maybe try again, then I kind of have an idea too, right? Yeah. And, but- and, if, and in the meantime, you know when is not the good time to do that. Right. Absolutely. No, you can't touch me for this three days. Yes. We're the same. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that, and isn't it not saying that we would use that as teenagers, but I'm just saying like, if, especially in my early twenties, um, when I, you know, before I was married or even when I was married, I think I would have preferred that, especially being in a long-term relationship and having that discussion 
with your spouse, which I'm sure because you naturally track too. And this is why it's super exciting to hear that because I thought that, but um, you know, things change for everyone, but that's how we, me and Grant have been living for the last like two years. And I'm just, I let him know, I'll even screenshot the like month ahead. If I remember to, or even if it's a couple days and I'll be like, yo, don't even look at me on the 27th where that <laughs> circle is. Don't even look in my direction <laughs> with your body. Thanks. You know, yeah, and, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not saying it's foolproof and we definitely could def, you know, you never know, but it's, uh, and like you said, and I don't know about for you, but me and Kayla still, she has the, um, the hormonal IUD, but she also tracks her cycle. And we're all saying same with Brittany in our last episode is that, you know, and Hillary too, all of us, once you know your reproductive health and you learn your cycles, it helps you identify a lot more of your emotions and your feelings. And it's easier to let it go. Right. That and I found it actually, um, I can incorporate how I work my business around my cycle, which I know sounds a little bit bizarre. But if I know that I'm in this part of my cycle, then I know that this is going to be a really creative time for me, I can hone in and own it. Um, If I know that I'm going straight into my PMS um, cycle, I know that I need to maybe take a step back, chill out a little bit more, slow down, move my body differently, um, do yoga instead of high, um, high impact cardio, stuff like that. Um, and I eat differently too. It's, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. It's only been since like right before Christmas, I went off Mm -hmm. my birth control. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good. That's so awesome to see. And so for myself, I've been about two years now and Brittany has been just over a year. And, um, when I met her, I just kind of she was having such problems with her thyroid and birth control. I'm like, Hey, do you know, like birth control really messes up with like, Ken not saying again for everyone, but can really mess up your hormones. Like, I wonder if that has something to do with your thyroid issue. And it was just like, she was like, Oh fuck. And she just dove right in. And ever since she's like, that's at least one puzzle. So I wonder too, if that throws something in for you and you're going through trying to figure out your thyroid medication and your depression and postpartum. And, you know, I wonder if that birth control also threw something in there as a mix of fuck that shit up too. Oh, it absolutely fucking did because, um, I actually, so I was to the point with my thyroid, um, everything has been the same for, since I was put on my meds, what, like six years ago, mm-hmm. I've never, my prescription hasn't changed and I was still noticing I was tired. And then I'm like, this is really strange. And then I was like, maybe I'll look at a holistic approach for my thyroid. So I started incorporating turmeric, which is supposed to be for anti-inflammatory. And then I was like, okay, like, this is awesome. I was like, you know what? I, the position of the world is in right now. I don't want to be relying on big pharmacy companies. Um, I have a theory in my head that they just like to keep people sick um, so they can make money. And I don't want to have to rely on that. Um, I know I got some shit on from my mom. She's like, I I mentioned it to her. She's like, oh, you're just going to wake up one morning and you're not going to be able to move. And I'm like, mom, it's my thyroid. Like, I'm not going to die from taking (laughs) myself off my thyroid meds. Um, And then I went off my thyroid meds. And then I think a week later, I went, I just finished my birth control. And I remember the pharmacy calling me that I had a refill and I just never went and picked it up. Um, And then within, sorry, I said, you just kind of know when you're done. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, in that one month, I dropped 10 pounds. Wow. And even though with my thyroid issues, I was told I was never able to lose weight. (laughs) 
And that, and that was kind of where I was at when I was on my anxiety meds and birth control. I was just like, well, this is the heaviest. Like I was nearly, not that it's a lot, you guys, but on my frame for me, hundred, it was nearly 160 pounds and I'm normal at like a good solid muscle weight at like 130. And I just felt that 30 pounds of like weight. And I was like, this has to be something going on with something. This something ain't right. Yeah. And you just feel it. You just feel, it's not, you just feel like the, the heavy of it. Yeah. And it, it, it does bog you down. I found like yeah. it, it was keeping me in like a weird fog. It was just like, I was like kind of on autopilot going through the motions, but not really enjoying everything that was happening around me. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. And it just, yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I got to a point with my medication, it was like, I didn't react to things, but I also like creating was also a lot harder than it ever has. Normally it would just flow. And sometimes I'd be like, I have no idea how I'm going to decorate my house for Christmas. I'm like, bro, your buddy, the elf, what the fuck? <laughs> that is very accurate. You are buddy. the elf. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. What's wrong with you? So it's like, yeah, okay. It numbed me, but it also like numbed me in the good way. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to start using this high energy from my illnesses or my hormones or what the fuck ever it is for positive. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, once you got off of it, you started you know, and when you lose that and after someone's been telling you, you can't, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard for people to trust after that. You're like, okay, well, I just proved that that can happen. What, what? I'm not a doctor. This doesn't make sense. You know, I'm not discrediting doctors or nurses or anybody, but you know, your body, if it's not feeling right, like empower yourself to fucking try something different then. Totally. Um, so how would you say Hall then? Um, so there's good and bads to birth control. What would you say on either end, positive and negative? Has it affected you? We like to hear both sides of them. Um, in the beginning of, oh, birth control in general. Hang on. Bear with me for a sec. I was like, wait. <laughs> um, squirrel. Um, That's okay. That's so on the positive side of birth control, I did like having like knowing when my period was actually coming. Um, so then I was, you know, prepared. Um, but I had some like weird, weird ass symptoms that came with my birth control. Like I got had like super, super psycho freaking mood swings, man. Um, and then I had like all the bloating and the cramping and all the PMS symptoms, but they haven't been as bad not being on them. And I didn't realize that they were bad if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was also told um, before by a friend, like if you go off your birth control, just know your periods are going to be heavier. I have not had that issue. Nope, me neither. Um, um, yeah, there was, you know, like having that protection while having sex, absolutely, that's a bonus. But at the same time, it just obviously hasn't worked for me because, you know, I was, I had my whoops baby. <laughs> right off the hop but still on birth control so yeah uh, <laughs> so that wasn't 100 percent for me yeah um yeah I think a lot of it was more on the not so awesome scale versus the the good scale totally and that, that makes and, sense no that's a lot of people same thing and they're all feeling the same it's kind of like you know, and I think about it as a teenager, I was on and off of different things because I struggled. I had blood clots with the patch. I was, it was messing up with my mind. Um, and I jumped around from pill to pill and none of them worked to, you know, just braving it and trying to like, you know, do the pull out method and yeah. um, to just, you know, and then <laughs> um, going on a really light one. But 
I've not, besides it stopping me from having a baby probably when I wasn't not ready to outside of that, I don't really have many positive. I was the same. It gave me cramps. It made my, like, it made no difference. And to be quite honest with you, I have way less cramping now being natural. Um, eventually you'll be able to track your period on that app within like, I'm within 24 hours every single time, every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I know mine's been, yeah, mine's like a little bit more influenced, um, by just some of the, my, my stress things going on in my life. So, um, it started early a couple of times, but I'm noticing that it's pretty accurate, um, where I'm at already. It's only been a few months. So that's pretty freaking cool. And it's the same. And Brittany will say the same, like her cramps are like, you know, 75% gone. It'll be like every fourth one, she has a bad where, you know, every time before that was every single one. And it's just like, you just believe for so long that you're taking the birth control pill for not just, you know, not having a baby, but also for acne, for cramps. And then you're realizing it's actually making it worse. And unfortunately, I think some of us are just going to have to deal with acne based on what we eat. And like, we all have our unique journeys with that, but it doesn't necessarily mean just because it works for acne for everyone. It's working for us. Cause it definitely, I still had it kind of, you know, bad, like this, like, especially after for the first year, Oh my God, my cystic acne was out of control. The first year I was off birth control. And I was like, Holy fuck, what did I do? What did I do? And then my girlfriend's like, no, that happened to me for the first year. But like after it'll, it won't be as bad. And it's not, it's like every couple ones once in a while now. So it's, again, I think, like I said, you have, how many years were you on birth control? Like what you said, 15, same 16. So I'm 34 yeah. and off it for two years. So it's all like 20 years of my life. You know, that's going to take some time for my, our bodies to rebalance that naturally and properly. Totally. Yeah. And don't, and don't stress. Most people had a negative, a negative effect. And we're really happy for those that had positive ones and they are out there. We're not trying to scare everyone, but just know, like we keep saying in every single interview here that just keep searching until you find what's good for you. That's the most important thing on this journey. Um, so Hall, now that you've been on hormonal birth control and off tracking now, I know it's hard to say because you never know, but hypothetically speaking, would you ever go back on hormonal birth control? Or are you just really into this natural way of vibing and trying to work through that? I'm really into my natural way of vibing with it right now. Um, I mean, if it turned around and I had no choice, but I don't know what that situation would be, um, I would I would reconsider it. But um, for me, it also like depleted a lot of vitamins in my system. So I was, it was totally affecting my, um, my thyroid too, because I was like low in like a million different vitamins and minerals. So um, I think if I was to do it again, um, I would go about it differently and definitely research what I would be getting myself into and not go back on what I originally was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, well, I'm also in the situation right now, if we turned around and got pregnant, I wouldn't be in a terrible situation. So I think that's very freeing too. I'm not in a, you know, in a situation in which, you know, I don't want any more. So it's, you know, one of those things too, that if we did, that would still be cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's, and that's what I said too. And I was talking about mine, like, you know, when you're natural tracking and you have no other form of just like having an assumption, cause you know, we can't really tell by an app, right. I mean, we can tell our bodies, but we don't really know. So there, it, it does leave that big question mark. But for me, it was like, you said, same with you. It was just like, it's worth it in a good time to just see what it does. And if it works for you and you can make it work and you can have that, 
you know, huge open communication with your spouse. I mean, it's easier now me and granted together all the time when he was gone, that would make things harder when it's like, ironically, the one week that you're home is the one week that like, this is getting dicey. We're getting close to shit here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, it's definitely, um, it has to depend on everyone's lifestyle, but at least it's just so wonderful to hear that other people are taking those options. Even for now, I, I know I was doing it as a trial basis and now I'm still trialing it two years later. And I'm like, I don't know if I can go back. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know. <laughs> I feel so free. Yeah. I don't like the fact that I used to have to set an alarm to take my birth control every day because I would still like, I don't like working around my phone and my alarm would be on my phone and I wasn't very consistent with taking it. So then why was I even taking it if I wasn't consistently taking it? Or like you forget for your months. And then you yeah. forgot to go to the doctor and then here now you're calling them and now you're a day late and you're just stressed down. You got to double up the pill and then you feel like shit because you had to take two pills at once. And then you got to be extra careful because you just did that. And you got to tell your boyfriend, oh, I skipped a pen. Oh my God. It's just all of that, Sorry. all of that, of what you just said. <laughs> and there's lots of positives to it too. And the fact that you can stop it tomorrow and be done with it. Right. It's not something you have to book in to get a surgery, you know, there's, there's, that's why we talked about the positive and negatives to all different kinds. These are just our stories and how it worked for us. And don't worry if, you know, I mean, most people say beyond birth control pills and we're saying, yeah, if, if it works for you, but if not, um, like we always said, and like you said, in the depression one and the doctors keep pushing until you find someone that's going to talk to you honestly about it and be open to talk to you about that because you know what your body's feeling like if you are depressed and the birth control that you're on is known to make people even more depressed go to your doctor yo I don't know if you noticed this um maybe not the best one because can we find something that's actually maybe better for depression you know but I didn't know that was a thing it was just like it's just your fucking pill it's just gonna stop you from having a baby what more do you need yeah yeah. And I'm like, why would you at the time think of any more than that? Right. Cause they've already given you all the good sides of things like, Hey, this is what it's going to do for you. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is awesome. So, and then it's covered under insurance. So like, I'm not paying anything out of pocket. So this is fantastic. But I know like, I know even after I had my daughter, uh, well, well, I'd be both of them. Um, my family doctor put me back on the pill and I have a male physician. So I always thought it was super awkward to have to, that kind of conversation with him because he doesn't have the same reproductive organs as I do. That's fair. So I'm like, how am I, how am I trying to get his opinion on this? I was like, I need to see my baby doctor. who's actually also my gynecologist. Um, and that was a big switch for me because she's like, well, here are your options. You're like, so she options? gave me options. Yeah. And that's what, for me, that's what I mean. Like, and, and sometimes like I have nothing against male doctors. Some are very in tune to women. Some are very great. I just had my last doctor for my, um, talking about mental health and he was absolutely fucking incredible. Um, but you know, I don't know if I would a hundred percent, you know, sometimes it's nice. I had a female doctor in Grand Prix and she was amazing about everything from my birth control to my anxiety medication to when I went to her after like my miscarriage, she was so great. Cause she just like obviously related, but point being is that male or female if they're just kind of looking at you like you're nuts like you shouldn't have to feel that way you know like someone else will will ask you okay well this is crazy why do you feel this way or you know they'll they'll ask the right questions you, you should won't have to even know what they should be asking you'll just know yeah totally 
Um, so I was, I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, not really glad to hear, but we, uh, when we did our survey, it was like most, most people are similar to us. They started in their teens. It has affected their mental health, 75% of them. And they all start on the birth control pill as teenagers. So it's just great to see the conversation switching and hopefully we can talk more about, um, hopefully we can talk more about that. The conversation switching, we can talk more about reproductive health and educating women just on their cycles just for knowledge not even necessarily for birth control so was there anything else Hall that you would want to share about your birth control journey or the choices that you're currently making that you want to inspire others to do for themselves um I think just like learning more about my body is so freaking cool um and I know that sounds so lame saying that out loud like that you just spend so much time um, fighting against it so it's nice once you start seeing it as a, like almost a science project and something that you can improve instead of just being frustrated or annoyed with it I think that's that's a wonderful switch of mindset that you that we get to have in our journeys yeah I think um actually too coming off of my birth control um has like changed my my sex drive quite a bit too oh. because um yeah, the brain fog is gone. Mm -hmm. So I'm like really into like, I mean, my kids get mad at me because I walk around naked all the time. So there's (laughs) that. But you know, what I mean, I'm more into feeling myself versus feeling bogged down and bloated and um, that so if it's something that my only my biggest takeaway from it is if you're feeling the urge to try it just come off it for a bit still be protective um and see how you feel um and I mean after you're on it for a while I think my doctor recommended after 10 years of course they were like you should go on something else because after so long your body just gets used to it which is also terrifying because if your body is used to it it will not prevent you from getting pregnant yeah and this whole time you're (laughs) so that's yeah So that's also terrifying. So, um, yeah, I, I just encourage people to listen to their bodies and just kind of experiment with who is underneath all of that um, hormonal change, right? Like, because obviously birth control is suppressing a lot of our hormones to, air quote, regulate us. Um, but it's really interesting when you can see why you're emotional during this time of your period or this time of your cycle. And then you can be like, Oh, this is why, because I had this come up versus making you feel like you're batshit crazy. Yeah. And it's a lot. And then you don't sit there all day wondering like, why am I so sad? I have no reason. You're like, Oh, you know, oh, I'm ovulating or I'm getting my period in a couple of days. Oh, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's just a hormone and walk away from it instead of being like fixated on it all the time. And it's such a yeah or relief. <laughs> yeah. And then, or like, if you're craving certain food, I know like I crave chocolate the week before my period starts and I'm like, aha, here we go. I got you. And then when you dive into (laughs) it, then a week later when your acne is normally pretty bad and then you just binged on sugar for a week, then your, then your acne is 10 times worse. And so, you know, like, and Kayla said the same thing, knowing what foods to eat that are good for you because you know, your body, and I don't know about you guys, but like when I get my period, I have to pee like 35 times a day. It's insane. Like I cannot hold fluids for the life of me, but I think too, it's like, your insides are inflamed. So, you know, then everything else kind of gets squished. So just things like that, you know, it's okay to talk about and bring up and, you know, cause most of us are dealing with it. It's just everyone's too afraid. And that's why we're fucking talking about all this stuff because it's all normal. 
I agree. And I'm so freaking here for all of that. I'm so, yeah. And originally I was, this is such a, it's, it's not a talked about topic. Cause you know, if you talk to your spouse or whatever about it, he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but it's not okay. I, you know, totally. <laughs> and then when I, I treat, and then there's the, the lack of education for them, not no understanding. Right. And as soon as I told Grant, like all the stuff that I went through and you know how I really felt like it was really affecting me and making me 10 times crazier, like, you know, I was like, can we have this? And it was like an immediate, like, of course, like I, he wants to support that if that's, you know, there's other ways. And I think for so many of us, we just didn't think that there was and that we just had to suffer with this. And it's just so empowering and wonderful to know that a lot of other women are trying no matter which way they go, other methods that don't work for them anymore, instead of just being stuck in that. And it is, it's a, it's a communication you have to have with your spouse and being open about it. And talking about times and making sure that you're aware, you know, that if that time comes up that, you know, you're not just, you know, going to push you off because it's period and push you off because it's obvious, you know, like you got to be really aware of that and, and work to make sure when it's not those times when you're naturally tracking that you make, not make sure, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's super important to know when throughout the month things are there. So you're present when you, when you should be, and then you just stay the fuck away if you're not trying to have a baby, but equally so you'll know exactly when to, when you're ready to go hard. And it's just totally it's just such yeah. a cool way in both spectrums, whether you're trying or you're not just tracking your cycle and knowing, um, like you said, same thing when to eat, or you're probably going to be a little bit more tired or, you know, and, and just being more graceful for yourself during that time, instead of so hard on yourself, like you said, switching to more yoga poses and more things that are comfort instead of, you know, going hard at the gym and, and, and losing it. If you don't have it, unless that's like, for me, I like the opposite. It's like ovulating. I kind of like to like, be lazy and then when I'm my period I'm just like ah angry with it so I just like to go hard but whatever whatever it is for you right whatever that you need to do you know when you need to do it and you're less hard on yourself about it just natural yeah yeah absolutely and when you're able to actually find that kind of synchronicity is that the word I'm looking for yes yeah works for me I'm I'm yeah (laughs) it is now if it's not it is now yeah what do you you find that sweet spot for you and you're just like, damn, this is what I've been wanting. And that's where I'm at right now because this is, I mean, my acne has flared up quite a bit, but I know that a lot of it is on my chin. So it's all hormonal and with masks. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just life right now. So, um, but I know that it's a lot of it's my diet and I also don't wash my face every night because I get lazy. So let's get real. It's all Holly's fault, not my hormones, most of it. <laughs> and I'm the same way too. So I was like, hey, well, you know, like I had someone call, not call it out, but just like I've never really had anybody call my acne, but I had somebody that just pushed a boundary that they shouldn't have but pointed it out. And I was like, hey, I never want to hear this from a human being again. So I was like, well, I know that I could clear up some of my dietary things that make it worse. I could, you know, like ice cream. I was on a phase where I was eating ice cream all the time, especially in the summer here. It's so hard not to. Um, not saying that I'm not going to do it, but just being aware, especially at what time of month it is. And then just always having like extra, like it was like yogurt, cheese, milk, like an exuberant amount of dairy. And so I did that. And then I also, um, found stuff that was for more of my acne instead of just like trying systems that someone said to buy. I was like, okay, what kind do I have? And then I researched what other people did. And now I've been using that and it's gone away so much more because I've been more adamant and I'm the same way. I'll miss it a couple nights, but for the most part, at least I'm getting the spot treatments on. I'll like remember to put the spot treatments on. So it's like, continue just trying until you make it a habit. Right. And 
And we have to call ourselves out. Like you said, you forget to do it. I forget to do it too. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm also a picker too. So I look like I uh, stress one. Yeah. It's that. Oh, absolutely. I used to pluck my eyelashes and everything. So, um, yeah, I got false ones on now. So hopefully I don't, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I pick my face and I'm like, I bathe in tea tree oil now, basically. I'm just like <laughs> lathering it on my face. Shaw's like, you smell terrible. It's like, but I feel so good. And my face is so fresh. <laughs> my face is so fresh. <laughs> right. Oh, that's perfect. And we just keep trying until we figure it out. And then we also know, especially at this age, that our worth isn't attached to our acne and we're the only ones that really care about it. No one else is paying attention. Yeah. And it's just. No, everybody's too everybody's too obsessed with themselves to really pay attention about what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I'm too busy thinking about my you looking at my acne than me to think about your acne on your face, okay? Quit being so fucking selfish. Yeah. Okay? This is about me and my <laughs> acne, so not even worried about you and yours. That's on you. <laughs> but it's so true, and, and that's we talked about in body image. And it, like, again, it all ties to this. It's like, okay, well, I know that this is my hormones, but before when I was a teenager, I'm like, you're just a disgusting teenager. Like, yeah, sometimes it does have to do with how you eat and washing your face. But a lot of it has to do with hormones. And none of us knew that what we ate when we were 16 and that, you know, you really didn't think that if you did have that McDonald's or there's ice cream, it was more like, oh, you didn't wash your face. But you're like, I did wash my face and it still didn't go away. Like all those narratives need to be changed. It's just a fact of life and you just have to accept it. And sometimes it sucks and you can make it easier and sometimes you can't. And it's just whatever, but it doesn't matter because it's not what's really important about who you are. Yeah, totally. I'm here for all I of love that. It. Yeah, I feel well, it. Thank you again so much, love, for coming on your second episode right away. And I know, again, it won't be your last. So we're excited for you to come back. Thanks again for joining us today. Um, do you have anything else to add? Are you good? Do you feel like that captured your journey with birth control? Yeah, I think so. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I just, I, yeah, I think that the biggest thing is I feel more me. And as cliche as that sounds, um, it's pretty cool because it's somebody that I feel like I have hidden, you know, hid for so long that I'm finally able to embrace who I am. Oh, I love that. And I'll go for birth control, right? Yeah. Like what? But absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, it's something that we said a lot of people wouldn't attribute to, but it is. So I'm so excited. And the next episode you guys were going to jump into is going to be about pregnancy. And we're going to get a little bit more into what happens when that birth control don't work? Just kidding. <laughs> um, that would be one of the options. Um, but again, thank you so much for stopping by with us again today, Holly. I'm going to sign off the show with me, with you, with me right now, since we don't have Kayla and we're just going to sign off here. So next show, guys, we're going to jump in and again, talk about pregnancy. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to say too much, but I definitely have a point of view on this that's going to kind of shift things a little bit or just a, a different point of view on pregnancy. Uh, thank you guys again so much for stopping by and listening to the show. I hope you loved all of our guests talking about their journeys with birth control. And I hope that they helped you learn something today because I have learned so much and I can't wait for you guys to learn more. So thanks again for stopping by and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops, please make sure to send us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week. Until next time, babes.